So you're very welcome along. Um, you're very welcome along to the session staff room. Uh, we're with you for another episode. We're going to be with you for the next half hour or so, talking about what teachers are doing in schools, what platforms they're using. We want to hear from you. Basically, that's the long and short of it. So for the last two weeks, we've been talking with Helen O'Kelly about Office 365, and I thought it's about time to talk about G Suite. And I've kindly asked, or should I say, Kira has kindly offered to join us to talk to us about G Suite. Kira, first of all, before we start, can you introduce yourself and the name of your school, please? Sure, Hassan. Thanks a million for having me. Delighted to share our experience about G Suite. So my name is Kira Grishko, and I'm an assistant principal in Grail Colossal Limney in Limerick. Um, we are a one-to-one -one iPad school, and we have been using G Suite since about 2013-2014 and um, I suppose it really is the scaffold for everything that we do in our school. Um, we've been, we do all of our, our collaboration and administration through it so we very, very, I mean years ago we went paperless um, in relation to everything that we do in relation to say staff meetings and that sort of thing and our collaboration um, and our planning and even say for example our timetabling. Um, for exams is all done um, through uh, sh uh, shared uh, drives and files and so forth. Um, we have, um, we embrace Google Classroom and, and particularly Google Classroom has been um, our saviour as it has been for, for an awful lot of schools across the world um, since shutdown, but we were using it a long time before that anyway, um, as a so way to work with students, yeah. So just from the top down, what does G Suite in your school look like? And what is G Suite for those who don't, who don't know? Yeah, well, G Suite, I suppose, is, is, is our workflow. It's how we work with our students um, and how we share work with one another. Um, so it's our, G, our, our email first and foremost, I suppose. Uh, we couldn't have a workflow unless both our teachers and our students had, had, a, had a shared email, and that's our domain. So our domain would be a GCL Drive at gcldrive.com. So all of our students would have an email address to say our new, I just set up the email accounts for our first years there actually a couple of days ago, and they will all have an email address starting with 20, their first initial of the first name is a surname at gcldrive.com. So then um, when they come in, then they have a, an email. And within that email, then when you go into Gmail, you have a little waffle up on the top right and you can see all of the apps that are available within there. So you will have Google um, Docs, spreadsheets and slides, which would be your word equivalent of PowerPoint, Word and I was going to say numbers, but that's the Apple one. <laughs> what's the, and PowerPoint what's the is the Microsoft one. <laughs> that's Microsoft one. You know, the, yeah, those slides. kind of things. You've, yeah. got, you've got slides, you've got presentations, yeah. you've got docs, and you've got uh, your, your sheets. And then as well as that, I suppose it integrates quite nicely as well with, um, with, with uh, YouTube and, and Google, of, of course. And then you've got... Um, you know, I mean, obviously Google integrates brilliantly with, with, with has a lot of extensions and so forth. But in, in, its, in its core, um, what's very, very important is collaboration features within all of those. So from a, a teaching and administration point of view with your, say, your, your planning, all of our planning would be in a department would, would be shared on a Google Doc. I mean, everything that we do, Google Forms is huge for us as well. That's in there. So Google Forms is how we do all of our surveys. So 
I mean, we go, we we survey over. Okay, our first day back, there'll be a survey sent about what what would you like for lunch if we're lucky enough to be given the choice, which we <laughs> sometimes are. So you know, the, you know, from that um, to a student voice, it's huge in, in student voice. But I suppose focusing on the administration side of it first, um, everything that everything that we do um, to involve and include everyone is 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 within uh, forms and and sheets. Um, so from that point of view, I suppose within there, if we focus again on the sort of administration side, another um, app with part of our waffles up there would be Calendar. You know, that's, that's shared very effectively um, amongst staff, you know, to monitor our meetings and even meetings with staff, meetings with, with students, meetings with parents and, and a lot of shared calendars. So I suppose the communication piece um, is is vital and it has really really I mean I think it's what makes our, our school very um, unique I feel and very special is how we all communicate so well together and it is because of of, of Google really and um, because it has just made systems really streamlined and a lot more simple so we're always looking to do so, something that's simple everything has to be simplified you might look at us from the outside and say one-to-one -one iPads and, and, and Google, but in actual fact, everything that we do is very, very simple. So when it's, if we have a new teacher coming in or a new student, there's very, obviously there's, there's a coaching and a mentoring that goes on, but they settle in very quickly because it, it just is, is, is so simple um, in, in what we do. And it's, you go into one place, obviously with VSWare as well, which is a little bit se separate, but like with, with um, Google and uh, Google Classroom, sorry, Google Classroom, all of our G Suite, and uh, sorry, one of the most important features, of course, is Google Classroom, of course. Um, so, which obviously has come on leaps and bounds over the last number of years. Um, so I just mentioned earlier on, we were kind of, I think, looking back, back over the history, we were using big Moodle users, and then we were big iTunes U users, and now we're, we're, we, are, we had a mix um, as well. We always give choice to, to, our, to our teachers. Um, and then um, Google Classroom, which is obviously all about uh, the student. And with, with the teachers. And, then, and what we started to do this year, um, when, when we should close down, uh, we were actually due to have a full day of professional learning with our staff to sort of tie in all of the all of the progression that has gone on over the last number of years because you know obviously some people take off and you know some people are still just maybe sharing we're maybe just sharing a google drive folder prior to, to google classroom and that was fine you know um but you know just trying to get everyone up on the same level so obviously the schools closed um, and we were due to have it, I think it was the day before Paddy's Day, the 16th. So um, what we did was we, we set up a Google Classroom specifically for teachers and we called it, you know, staff collaboration, Corona Moontori Escoilga. And, um, and, and we just took the professional learning and we put it online. So uh, we immediately used Google Forms to uh, survey staff about, okay, how are you? How's, the, you know, how's your devices working? How's your, how's your internet? Um, are you recording your lessons? Uh, are you doing live lessons? Would you like to do live lessons? You know, so what are you doing? What would you like to do? And then how can we, how can we help you? You know, so um, we were able to then kind of give individual support to teachers depending on what they needed um, at that time. And then teachers, our digital learning team, um, were straight on kind of making helpful videos and stuff like that. You know, I mean, we all hopped on, 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 on we, were all, we were quite strong on Twitter anyway. A lot, all of our subjects have, um, have a Twitter account, teachers have a Twitter account. So we do a lot of collaboration. I suppose our professional learning network is, you know, is there like, you know, and 
uh, we were started kind of helping a lot of local schools are helping each other and it was great stuff going on and helping videos so we did that in you had to kind of personalize that because you know if you're going to hop into your google classroom or you're going to hop into your domain you, you you can't really share a lot of that like on twitter you have to be careful but within our own google classroom we were free and able to do that to go in and give quick demos about this is how you do like every subject has its own twitter account that yeah so we're like like um i'm science as well so i'm assistant principal i'm a science teacher and um i am at gcl oliot which okay. is science in irish and you'll have at gcl mata at GCL drama, at GCL star, at GCL and all the subjects. And why would you have, why would each subject have its own Twitter account? Just curious. I've never heard of it. Yeah, that. because um, what, we, we started it 30 years ago. I mean, our, our principal, Donegal Trassi at the time, um, he had, um, he did at GCL Limney. And, you know, he was kind of sharing what a lot of schools do share, um, which are the, the wins, you know, like, you mm, know, and celebrating successes. But when I was doing it, and I suppose the work that I've done over the years, I've done, you know, I'm, I've done a, a lot of work, say, with Apple as an Apple Distinguished Educator. Um, what we were encouraged more was to sort of share, and what I could see was sharing teaching and learning, you know, like the wins for the student and actually showing, you know, not this is how you use Google Forms, but like saying, like, this is how student voice has been you know, elevated and celebrated through the use of Google Forms and having a little bit more concrete sort of um, examples. So it kind of, all the subjects started, started to do that. It was like, it was, it, was, it was on the fly professional learning and we're learning from one another because like technology is amazing, but we're all busier with it. Like we just are, you know, yeah. and, but everyone will, will, will flick through their Twitter feed and you might see something for 30 seconds and you're like, oh, I'm going to try that tomorrow, you know, and then the network just kind of grows from that. And it's been really good for teachers, like teachers have been able to build their confidence and some of them have, you know, have gone and done work at PDST and JCT and things like that, because it has given them a voice, a teacher voice as well. And for them to say, look, this is, you know, I'm a passionate educator and I can, you know, and look at the students it's all about the students and what they're doing and, and getting these snippets of of learning goals you know and that's kind mm. of what it turned into now don't get me wrong there's obviously still the wins and this competition that competition and that's great as well particularly for for parents but i i i like i love it when i see like a teacher putting up something that like really means something to the students and then into relation to their learning you know that really makes a difference you know so that's the way we kind of had been used. Uh, I, th I think that's that sounds amazing because you've just the words you're using amazing you you love to see it amazing stories mm. it's though at, of late those aren't words that I would associate with Twitter for those of us who don't for those who don't know Twitter there's a fear there's a huge fear now I've been on Twitter no more than yourself for years and years and years. So with everywhere, there's a, there's a good side and a bad side. Mm. But I was just curious to know how, how each subject has a Twitter account. Mm. And is the interactions with the Twitter account, is it teacher-student communication or is it student-teacher or how does that work? Or is it, like, is it, top well, is it to yeah. give information out? Well, you see, um, look, every teacher is different. And that's one thing we've always been very serious, serious about in our school. But like, there's a very kind of gentle atmosphere in our school. There's never, you're all going to have, a, you know, you're all going to have a Twitter account. 
it happens over time very gently. You know, you'll have your teacher leaders in the school who go about their business and they do it, they do it well, they chat in the staff room. Uh, we have a very kind of open door policy in our, in, our, in our school. So like if someone is using something, they'll say, oh, look, I'm using this today. If you want to come in and see it in my class, that kind of thing. Mm. So there's a very kind of nice atmosphere. And I suppose that's a culture that's built up over time. Um, so not all of the teachers are going to use it to the same level. And you're right, there, takes, there is a confidence there. Like, you know, but I do find that it'll be, sometimes it can be a very unassuming teacher who's very shy, who might do it once and feel they've gotten some... You know, it's from teacher teacher more so. I think your question is, is it to it's. I think it's to do with more professional learning, to be honest, okay. um, in what I see, rather than because students shouldn't be on Twitter. And I know there's an awful lot of stuff that you can get on Twitter that's not all about teaching and learning, mm. and it depends on what you look at. So, uh, it's uh, parents as well. I suppose it's a w good way to communicate with parents and the wider community and to support the community. So we support a lot of local businesses. Like there's there's a really nice um, cafe up the road where the teachers get coffee. You know, so a teacher might be like, you know send a tweet of their, you know, drinking yeah, their coffee yeah, on the way yeah. to school. So there's all that kind of community piece around it. But I suppose to answer your question, I personally think it, it, it's more teacher to teacher. Okay. Rather than, but like pupils love to see, like, they, like from my experience, they don't really care about Twitter. Students yeah. like obviously they, they don't. care about TikTok. Yeah, they care yeah. about Instagram, you know, and I've kind of been getting a little bit into the TikTok with them this year in my digital media literacy classes. Like, you know, because I was afraid of that as well. But, you know, if you want to talk their language, you talk TikTok. Like you yeah, know, Twitter, they're like, that's for my granny. Like, so yeah. <laughs> it's more, yeah. it's more for, 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 I think, teacher, teacher learning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so back to G Suite. Um, Kira, I could talk to you for the next 40 days about different things. So let's stick to the script. Yeah. Yes, let's, let's, let's. <laughs> So let's back to back to G Suite. So my student, I'm a brand new teacher in school. I go into school. What am I given? I'm given an email address and that email address gives me A, B and C. Yeah. All of my students have email addresses. Now I have teacher student communication. Mm -hmm. Do you have groups set up or is it just one blob of data as it were, names or how, do, how yeah. does that work? Okay, so within Google, if you go into say the Google admin and you will have a Google admin in your school, you have organizations. So we have staff and we have students. Um, within those, you have a, we have groups, yes. So we have um, a staff group. So that if you want to send an email to the staff, you will, it's Asquelga, it's Quirin at gcldrive.com. If you want to email them all, you do that. If you want to email the first years, we have Lena Hain, BL1 at gcl.com. So when, I'm, when I set up the first years, I'll put them into a first year group. So there's a group for each year group. And um, there's also all students. So if you want to email all students, you can just say at, you just say Goch Delta, all students at gcldrive.com. So you have, and then even within that, we have other groups, like we have Yearheads um, group, we have, but I do feel that people kind of tend to use the same groups. If there's a lot, a lot of groups, they're not always utilized. Sometimes groups can be set up, but you know, they, you know, you're always experimenting anyway, not everything's always going to work, but not every group might be utilized. So I think that's about as much as people can kind of handle in relation to groups. So all of the year groups, um, one um, uh, staff, one students, and then there can be some special, I'll say our SEN department now, that group would be used a lot as well because, you know, there can be some 
you know, sensitive data that you don't want mm. to be shared out with everybody. And then I suppose then I suppose onto that then you have your shared drive as well. So we have the That's, shared drive. I was just going yeah. to move on to that. So as a teacher, I'm coming, a brand new teacher to your mm. school. I'm coming in, mm. I, I'm, I'm gifted at the front door with a handshake and an email address and welcome to yes. the school. Yeah. I go to mm. the staff room, I log in, or I go to my computer, I log mm. in, or I have a mm. device, I log in. Mm. So what mm. I see in front of me will be my name, my Google Drive, which we're going to talk mm. about, uh, contacts, Google Calendar, uh, mm. my, my email inbox. Um, talk to me about Google Drive, and then we'll move on to Calendar. Yeah. If we talk about Google Drive from a teacher-student collaboration point of view, we'll mm -hmm. touch on Classroom because Classroom incorporates all of that. Mm -hmm. But just, I'm, I've opened up my, I've used my email address to sign in. There's my mm. Google Drive. Mm. What next? What do I see? Yeah. So when you see when you when you go in, you you'll have your again your waffles, all your little you know, what they call the waffles, and you when you click on that, you'll have all the different apps that you're going to use. Um, and Google Classroom, I suppose, from our perspective, that would be the first thing that we would support teachers in, in using. Um, within the Google Drive yourself, I mean, you can you can if it's a blank, you know, blank space. Uh, you can, it's, it's unlimited storage, first of all, I suppose. So you can put, put what you want, I suppose, but you create your folders for whatever it is that you want. And then within your folders, you can create docs, sheets, and so forth. We're kind, I find as time goes on, we're moving more away from that central Google Drive place to kind of doing a lot within Google Classroom. Um, because you know there, there's a lot you can do within there without having to create it elsewhere and bring it in and um, so I find that that's happening a lot more and within each Google Classroom when you go in to set up a Google Classroom you open up Google Classroom and then you just press the plus button and you create a class and that's it and you share the code with your students and then that's populated with your students so when you're talking about students you know you would we only really communicate with students through google classroom or via email we would rarely kind of go to the drive and you know share it with all of the students that way um, but i mean it's up to each individual user how they use the, the google drive and so forth but so because I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because something i've been Google Classroom has come along an awful long way since mm -hmm. I've deployed it. And that's only I've, the last time I deployed Google Classroom School Wide was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, but before that, from a sharing, so if I don't mm. understand how collaboration works, mm. it's an expansion of me, the teacher, sharing a folder and getting each student mm. to put a folder. That, all of that's gone now. So you're gone. telling me it's just oh, Google Classroom. I. Mm share the classroom this is hassan's subject mm. i walk into my classroom my students are in mm. front of me and i just put the code up on the board is it yeah i put the code up on the board you can put the code up on the board they put the code in to their device or that they're using and then they are off but they have to be using their school account Okay, so they have to use a school account and then they're automatically populated. So they're populated in there. So you go into people and all of your students should be in there. Um, and that's where you're going to do all of your sharing, you know. 
Um, and then when you go to say create, and a lot of this has been learned actually recently because you know when we're I suppose when we would have been doing what was blended learning, we we weren't we weren't one hundred percent reliant on Google Classroom because obviously we were in there with them. Yeah. So now since school has closed, we've kind of looked at we have to make things more even more crystal clear than they were before. So when you go in, you can create. It says create um, an assignment, but it's not always. You can actually just put in materials. So you can put in, you say, if you had created, say your notes were on a Google slide, um, you would just put those up in the materials. So that's where the students can go to get their Google slides. You know, um, some teachers like, we still do this. We still have all of the notes in one Google folder and we share that folder with them. You know, you can do that either. I think a lot of mm -hmm. people who have been doing this a long time probably will do that because, you know, why no point in redesigning the wheel either. Like, uh, yeah. But in relation to navigation for some students, um, it, it can be easier just to put the materials up there. But the beautiful thing I think about it is that, like, it's a total, like, saves, it's no harm doing that because when you say plus and just go, it'll bring up your option to put up your most recent. So if I was working on slides as a science teacher, if I was working on the cell, for example, mm. and I'm tidying up my notes or updating them, and I go into Google Classroom and I say add, and it'll say, it'll pull up my most recent and there it'll be, and that's it. It's done and dusted. It's very, yeah. very quick and it's very, very seamless. So, um, but all of these things, like, don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I'm saying they're sim simple. They're simple when you know how, like, I mean, teachers do need a little bit of a bit of support. I mean, sitting down for a few minutes is normally what people just need to say, oh, do you know you can go from this angle or or come, come, come at it from this angle? But the majority of teachers, I suppose, before Google Classroom would have been comfortable with sharing um, sharing any kind of documents, you know, like, you know, share with specific people, share with all, you know, um, the, the ability to view or the ability to edit or now the ability to comment, which is, okay. which is also really, really helpful as well. And so. what have, what, what's, what's your take on, um, as I fire the pen at myself, what's <laughs> your take on Google Calendar? So Google Calendar is getting a bit of airtime on the mm. SESI list at the minute. Mm -hmm. um, what's, first of all, what's your overall take on it? And I think offline we were talking about, you can't really just take Google Calendar out talk about it without talking about G Suite in general. But knowing that, what's your take and how do you use Google Classroom in your school? Google, yeah, so well. Or Google well, Calendar. Google Calendar, yeah, 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 no, that's fine. Yeah, Google, Cal Google Calendar, like, okay, so when you start a Google Classroom, you're all, there's automatically Google Calendar linked to it um, if you would like to use it. Now, how I use Google Calendar uh, myself is, um, if, if I have a meeting, if, if I have a meeting with a student or, or any other staff member, um, you can put it into your Google Calendar and, and it can come up as an invite. And when they accept, it's automatically put into their calendar. So I suppose, you know, that's, that's good to make sure everyone's on the same page. Um, you can, through Google Calendar, you can create a Google Meet as well, um, which is nice and ties into your Google Classroom as well. Um, what I use it for um, is when I create a Google site. So I have a Google site for I have a Google site for all of my classes. That's just because I, I like to use it to keep track of where we are and what we've done. And again, for for some students, they, they like to access the material that way. Mm. But within the Google site, I can link in my my calendar. I also have a Google site. We have a Google site for our internet safety. Um, and we, you know, and, and a lot of different departments have Google sites, and you can 
you can put your calendar in there so everyone can see what events are coming up for you. There's lots of things you can do. Like if everyone, if everyone uses it and uses it well, from, from a principal, deputy principal point of view as well, you can share a calendar if you wanted lots of staff to, if you wanted to meet all of the staff in a particular week, for example, you can share a calendar and people can input the time that they want to meet you. So you're cutting out, I suppose, a lot of kind of ad administration there if everyone can see what's going on. Um, so there's lots of uses for it, but I think everyone kind of needs must, I suppose, when you use it as you, as you need it, depending on your role, which is going to be very different from principal to principal to teacher to student. And what, like, what would your advice be to somebody who comes up to you? And really, I'm coming at this from the point of view that a question went up on the SESI list and mm. uh, if there was any training for Google Calendar. And I don't want to take away from the job of the trainers out there that, that, that will go mm. to the school and do by all means, always. CPD is good. Always, up, always keep, keep the skill levels up. Now, all that said and done, if you were to give somebody a one, two, three on how to use Calendar, is it straightforward? Is it intuitive? And where would you start? Well, I suppose the first thing is, I would say, is open calendar and have a look. You know, just have a look and see what's there. You will find that every time you use Google Calendar, there's a calendar put in there. There might be an awful lot of calendars to kind of navigate and decide. But it depends on who you're speaking to and what they're using it for. So, you know, I suppose you would look at, okay, what, 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 what is um, time consuming? How can you save time? What do you find is time consuming? And let's look and see if there's something that calendar can do to, to, to help with that. But I think you would have to, for, for say if it was principal, deputy principal or our school leader, just to go in and have a look at calendar and just see the feature they have, start using it, start using it with your nearest and dearest at school and, and then take it from there. I wouldn't really look at it as, right, I'm going to roll calendar out across the school next year. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, it's part, it's a bone in the skeleton of the body, which is, you know, if you say the, the Google, the Google suite. You're such a everything. science teacher. I am. Yeah. I mentioned <laughs> organs earlier on to you. I know before this, but it is, I kind of look at the body. I'm like looking at the body and they're all, all the different apps are different yeah. organs. And you know, this is the backbone. This makes, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough of that. But, um, you know, it's there and I'm sure you can utilize it more if you like, but I just think go in, use it. You know, mm -hmm. use it with yeah. your use it your family. Use it with your friends. See, oh, I like this feature. You know, especially I suppose I think in relation to meetings, that's nice. And sure, if everyone is on is on the same page about about meetings and so forth, I think that's good. And there's a lot that you can do. But like the on within Google, like the, itself has amazing support and training on on mm -hmm. on on the sites as well. And you know, you won't have to look too far before you find someone who's done a really nice YouTube video on calendar. Yeah. You know, yeah. for five or ten minutes. If you want to see, you know, something that might float your boat, like, you know, that might for somebody else, like, again, depending on where they are. So, um, and this is, yeah. this is really where I'm coming at. Why, why, I'm, why I'm asking you is, is your take on Google Calendar, because my take on Google Calendar is completely different to, mm. to yours, for example, for, for one of my schools, I would share my calendar based on the day that I'm there. So mm. every, I share my calendar with every teacher so mm -hmm. when the teacher can go in they don't have to open up my sure. calendar all the time they open up my calendar and they yeah. go okay he's in room 12 he's in yeah. room nine he's doing training yeah. i'll, I'll nice. grab him on the way past so yeah. that's fine for me i was wondering from from a teacher point of view like 
Google Calendar is linked, automatically linked or yeah. automatically mm -hmm. linked to all the apps. So it's linked yeah. to Google Docs, Spreadsheets. Yeah. yeah. The other one, Slides. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. So from a, like from a teacher-student point of view, is it good to get stuck into Google Calendar? Um, I think it's no harm to look at it. Um, and you might be surprised what you find in it. Um, but I, I suppose I wouldn't see it as top of the agenda for me, going back, say, with my teachers. Um, I would like to highlight it and say that this is here. I would I think it's important that I think it's important that teachers see what it what a student's calendar might look like because when when Google Classroom automatically it's generated within there, if you set up an assignment, um, a student might, you know, look at their day and their calendar and they might have five assignments due. You know, that's it's important to see a calendar from everyone's perspective, I suppose, you know, because that's what a student is gonna see. They're gonna say, I have five assignments due here on a Tuesday. Uh, which is going to be different to a teacher where, you know, depending on how they have it set up. So, you might, you like when I go into Google Calendar, I could have 50 calendars there, depending on all the different Google Classrooms. I don't want that clogging up my, mm. my calendar. So, I might untick a lot of them. So, you know, it's these are all kind of things you just, you know, it's kind of, I'm talking about these things. I'd love to be just showing us, you know, that way, but you, you can. It's, it's personal to you. And you know what? While you mention that, there's going to be a part two to this um, because I want to I want to give G Suite as much time as we've, we've given uh, Office. I was going to say Office 123. <laughs> Lotus 123, and I'm showing my age. Office 365. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe next time we can do a, a, a how-to, mm -hmm. a run-through mm -hmm. how-to, and it, it can be a visual thing as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll keep this to the general use use of G Suite yeah. in school. Mm -hmm. Now, can G Suite be embedded into your school website? So, for example, you mentioned Google Sites. Oh, so, for those uh -huh. who don't know what Google Sites are, I'll just jump. The first time I heard of Google Sites was a science teacher in one of my schools who decided he was going to put his all their portfolio or the work that they've mm. done online. So his, mm. I think it's Leaving Cert class or Leaving Cert group, all of them have one website or each of them, sorry, have a website, a yeah. Google site. Right, and yeah. each of them have work that they've done on that website. Is that, yeah. is that the, the general way it's used or how is Google sites used in your school? Well, we do do that. Like, I mean, with my digital media, they, they're actually going to do their CV. Now, we give them a choice what they want to do their CVAs, a format, but a lot of them will, will do a Google site. Um, in particular, I suppose, if they're using a lot of the G Suite apps, um, they will use kind of Google sites because it, it all integrates really nicely with one another. But we do have, our, our school website isn't, isn't a Google site, but you, they can, they link. So the principal mm -hmm. can, will link, I think they're using, I think he's using WordPress still. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know what, it's whatever your school website is, yeah. like I don't, yeah. I think if your school website is Google sites, you need to think a bigger picture. Google yeah, sites yeah. Is, is, should be yeah. a, a smaller scale. But mm. yeah, look at Google sites, it is, it is what it is, but can it integrate? So as a parent, is it possible for your students to put up their work through the school website? Is that, is that a thing? 
We don't put students' work on the school website. What about projects? Work is a bad example. So projects. work is GDPR compliant. Projects. So if they do a green schools project. Mm. Well, if they do a green schools project, they'll, they'll be a green schools site, right? Okay. So there'll be a website and that's where it'll be. So if that's what you mean, yes. So like in there for even say our Internet Safety Day for the WebWise Internet Safety Day, which is a year long campaign. Um, the students have podcasts up there. They have movies they've made. They have research they've done. Um, that's all there up on that website, which is a Google site. So like on the front page, they have images that link to another page, which kind of has mm -hmm. all of their work. So yeah, it's accessible in that sense if it's linked to the website. But um, so yeah, I mean, that's student, student work or exemplar work or a project they've been running on is up on that but our their classwork wouldn't be wouldn't be shared no and that's that's fair yeah. enough um yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I completely understand that um what what else is involved with g suite so if i have a school they're not on g suite they want to connect what is the step one and really what i what i mentioned with helen for the microsoft stuff is an awful lot of time I find myself at step three and you would be as well. You start off everything at step three. So you already yeah. have a background in mm. you're comfortable in your IT. You're comfortable doing this online. Mm. So there are teachers out there that are at step one or they haven't made that first step. Mm. What is the first step? of getting G Suite into a school? Because when I'm asked that, I just go, oh, you just, you just give the students email addresses. And I got pulled up mm. by a principal recently going, no, stop. Before yeah. I give the school, the students yeah, yeah, email yeah. addresses, what yeah. do I do? So yeah. what, what was your, how, how do, what was your step zero or step one? Well, like it was 2013 um, when I, it was 2013, I'm pretty sure, yeah. When, when I did it, so it's, the process is probably different now and um, I think it's a little bit more simple I think now but you would go on to the uh, Google I is it's called Google Apps for Education is it still called that it's no it's not it's G Suite now it's not? G, Suite G Suite for G Education Suite. yeah it was Google Apps for Education there for a while so it's G Suite for Education so your first step would be to go onto that website and then just click apply and then okay. you'd have to fill in a form you'd have to uh, it would have to come from the principal, I think now, or deputy principal, I'm not entirely sure. But for me, you had to put in information um, and then you just had to go through a bit of a process and then you had to decide the domain and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, but it's fairly straightforward. There's nothing too onerous on it. There's communication with Google and, um, but I haven't done it now in a long time. So I'm- Okay, so I think I might, um, I think I might, Sorry for dropping you in the deep end there, but I think I'm actually signing up a school soon. So I'll, I'll okay. record that process. And, and, yeah, and maybe, yeah. Like, no more than yourself. It's been a while since I, um, yeah. since, since I, since I got it done. Yeah. So well, once we did it, it was straightforward enough then. And what know? sort of naming conventions and groups? That's always a big question on, on yeah. this SE list. What, how, mm. do you, how do you name your students or what naming conventions do you use? Yeah, so we use the year that they started. So I just did the first years there. So again, there'd be 20, their first uh, initial of their first name and their surname at gcldrive.com. So, so it would be the year they start. So does that mean I would be 20H 
is my surname dash my surname no just your surname there's no so, dots so 20 h debar yeah at tcldrive.com okay um yeah why would you put the year first to differentiate between each year group oh, okay so you have so the first years are so this, I think, is our six years, 2014. So they'll be 14. So if you're trying to find a student as well, um, and then I can put them all into the first year group. And then, so say ne this time next year, I will say I put them into the first year group. This time next year, I'll just rename the group to second year. Okay. Their emails okay, stay the same. Yeah. So, you're, so you know by the year they started, like their email address by the year they started. But you can, once they're in, you can search their names. Then their names will come in. Like it's easy enough to find a student. You don't have to put in there the year that they came in but it, it is um it's we have found it very handy like you know yeah that's that's one of the debates it's one of the ongoing debates on the sessi list of, of how what name and convention do you use and wars have been started for, for oh, really <laughs> for, um, yeah. for me i would go first name dot surname and the year they joined the school so hassan okay. 20 ash then okay. my school name okay. And I always get asked, but how do you do, how do you know if they're a first year or whatever, and or how do you find them? So if I have a list, and I said I have never ever looked at an Excel sheet of names and gone A B C D E F G. Google invented search, yeah, so I just yeah, go to yeah. the search within Google Admin and I I, I type in my name. Um, yeah. Others are using the naming convention uh, first the the year that they graduate which is an awful lot of maths, frankly. <laughs> so the year that yeah. they graduate, first name, dot, surname. Yeah. Which again is, is, is another debate and I, I step uh, back yeah. because my conversation with, with our students is, what year did you, when they say, oh, I can't sign into my email address or like, I need to, will you reset my password? Yeah. Um, I will ask them, what year did they join the school? Yeah. And for those who, if you turn around to me, by the way, if you're a student and I ask you what year you joined the school, and if you say first year, you're never getting <laughs> your password ever again. Yeah. But <laughs> just saying, yeah. so what year they joined the school? So I joined the school yeah. in 2020 or I joined the school in whatever. So yeah. I, that, that, that group there. I'm just curious, your one is the first one where it's year. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I, fi I find in Google Admin as well, if I'm trying to search, if I want to search for a whole year, I can just put in 19 and all of the students come up. Now, and you could say I could go into the group, but like I'm in a situation now where I have to delete old users. So I could go um, 14, where is it, 2000, 2013. Yeah, so say 14 or whatever, and I yeah. could delete them all then. See, that's you know, an awful lot of maths. Uh, well, when you're doing it all the time, yeah, you kind of, you know, you know, uh, and people are, you know, so um, it, it works for us. Like, you know, we haven't had any need to look at it and say, you know, it could be better. You know, mm, it works mm. for us. No, um, and I think that's key to this yeah. entire conversation yeah. that I might do it differently. You might have a, have a way of doing yeah. it, but yeah. if it works for you, if it works. Yeah, yeah. Then don't like if it's if it's not, yeah. good, don't try and fix it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good for us. Yeah, it works. Yes, um, any, any hints or tricks or tips for anybody who's starting the process of getting into G Suite? And I'm going to 
I suppose I should preface that with, I'm going to do a few more G Suite videos to tie in as well with the mm -hmm. Office 365 videos, but mm -hmm. I will do more on them and hopefully yourself and there's a few more that I might get a more visual uh, demos of how mm -hmm. G Suite works. So what tips and tricks have you got for those starting the G Suite journey? Really kind of step back and say how you want it to be used by whom and how and involve the whole community in it. So I would look at the big picture before delving into, let's just get a load of emails made and send them out. Um, because you, you kind of want to set up ex expectations as well. So I would, I would look at that, like I know there's another new school, um, Munger College um, that started there. It's, it's a new school, I think they're the third year now, and they started with, with G Suite. So um, I think we, like they really kind of have been using ShareDrive very, very well. And they did that from the outset, you know, and they decided what it was that they were like, again, everything has just been, everything's done through the, through the, through the uh, ShareDrive. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I would I would look at ShareDrive and I'd look at the organisation um, about and how you want to utilise it um, to its fullest. Um, so I would you'd look at what you currently have and how you want to look at the Google Drive and look at the you know that unlimited space that you can have and really kind of plan it first before populating it. Um, I you know and look at your your planning. I mean you don't have to go too far to look at any um, kind of inspectors reports or anything. Um, to show, you know, kind of advice and best practice about collaboration, and this is where where it can really it can really happen. So, you know, that, that's the kind of what I'd be looking at now. Kira, thank you very much for joining us on the staff room again. We'll be chatting again, and uh, we'll line up some demos on Google Classroom and Calendar and whatever. Right. Thanks very much. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, no problem. Thank Take you. Take care. Bye bye. bye. bye.